Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Ireland should ban smoking outside pubs, restaurants and cafes and consider an outright ban on outdoor smoking, according to the Irish Heart Foundation. The National Heart and Stroke Charity insists that Ireland should follow the lead of Oxfordshire, uh, which are set to become the first smoke-free county in England by banning outdoor smoking by 2025. Smoking outside bars, restaurants and offices will be banned and employers will be encouraged not to provide smoking areas outside offices, factories for employees. Jeez, what do me and Ashling do? Anyway, smoke-free areas will be created in an alfresco dining area, while smoke-free environments will also be created in car parks, play parks and school gates. Well, mind you... I'm okay with it. That's fine. You know, car parks, play parks and school gates. Why would you be smoking there anyway? Anyway, local NH trusts have also been told told staff should uh, implement tougher policies which encourage people visiting hospitals or working in them to quit smoking. And Oxfordshire County Council first came up with this plot to rid itself of a population of smokers back in February 2020 before the pandemic started. By the way, this has nothing to do with the pandemic. But... It'll follow the four pillars of prevention, local regulation, enforcement, smoke-free environments and provide support for smokers to quit in order to see through their vision. In other words, they'll actually be providing free, you know, non-smoking kits and all that kind of carry-on as well. Um, I want to get your views on it. Would you be in favour of balanced smoking outdoors, especially where there's outdoor food? So beer gardens, um, outdoor restaurants, cafes... Because some people will whine and moan that, you know, they're sitting outdoor having their food, which is their choice to sit outdoor as well, by the way. At the moment, you can smoke outdoors beside them and say, I don't want to... <coughs> There's oh, smoke is blowing in my face. But then again, it is outdoors and they're entitled to do that. Now, if I was smoking outdoors in a restaurant, um, I would have consideration for people around me. I would always look around me to see if other people are smoking. If they weren't, I wouldn't smoke. And if somebody was sitting reasonably close to me, there was a bit of a wind where it might blow in the direction, I would always say, would you, do you mind if I smoke? But I generally am not in those situations anyway. Apart from you might be on holidays, you might be in those situations. And that's kind of different culture, isn't it? You go to places like Spain, they're smoking indoors still in some places. Anyway, should smoking be banned in outdoor eating areas? That's the question I'm asking you. Beer gardens, in pubs, Outdoor and beer gardens, restaurants, anywhere that might serve food or anywhere generally where there would be other people outdoors. Do you believe smoking should be banned outdoors in those circumstances? I'm not talking about walking down the street, by the way. I'm talking about just outdoors. Let me know what you think. The number is 087188008. That's 087188008. Would you prefer to eat outdoors without a cloud of smoke, as some people would say? Or do you like having the option to light up? While you're finished your meal, I suppose. Not while somebody else is eating in front of you, obviously. But when you finished your meal, do you, would you like that opportunity to light up a cigarette? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 Michael, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Michael? Good evening. How are you? How are you doing, Michael? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's nearly as bad as James at this stage. But go on. Michael, <laughs> Michael, do you smoke? No, I gave up the uh, 2001. Was it 2001? Just before the two planes went into the building, I gave up, yeah. Right, okay. Good. You're the worst type of smoker then, aren't you? The one that gave it up. They're always the worst, aren't they? So they say. <laughs> like the ex-smokers. I had to give it up because my health was in bits. And what way, what, what way was it affecting your health? Breathless? Couldn't breathe, yeah. Yeah. And did, did, did your health improve greatly when you gave them up? It did, yeah. It took a while, though. Yeah. It did, yeah. 
I was a chain smoker. I used to smoke. How many were you smoking today? Forty. Forty. Okay. It's not good. I know. I, I know. I, I smoke too much. I smoke twenty cigarettes a day, and I'm not happy about it. To be honest with you. But when I was smoking, you could get a pack of cigarettes for. When I started smoking, it was fifty-seven pence for a pack. Yeah, well, yeah, I was the same. When I, when I smoked, yeah. my first pack of cigarettes we bought when I was 13, 14 years of age. I was very yeah. bold. Myself and a fellow called Tom Ferdy. And um, yeah, I think 13 and a half pence. I think it was Tom. I can't remember now. 13 and a half pence. Back in your day, you could buy an individual cigarette. A cigarette, that's right. Yeah. Them black and white. <laughs> and they'd give you a match with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, did they, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so they'd wrote, they had, I don't know, where, where I think every shop did the same thing. They had these little purple square pieces of paper. And they'd put the cigarette in it and they'd roll it from corner to corner and roll the cigarette and the match up in the paper and give it to you. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, get, getting back to banning it. Okay, so we know it's banned in all indoor areas, but should it be banned in certain outdoor settings too, i.e., you know, um, you know, public places or eating areas, particularly restaurants and beer gardens? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Why not? Um, I mean, because we people complaining, particularly at the moment, with I suppose because of the pandemic, more people are eating outdoors, and people are saying it's not fair that you're having this waft of smoke when you might have the kids with you or something like that in a restaurant. But I think a lot of that psychological. You've been people are brainwashed to hate smoking. I mean, I was on the bus there recently, and uh, we were up in the top deck, and the, you know, it wasn't packed obviously because of the. Well, there was a few people on it, yeah, and uh, it was, you know just. People were chatting and talking and all sorts of things. This guy gets up. I'm sitting in the middle and there's a guy sitting at the front. And he's in his sixty. And he gets up. He wasn't he was a healthy sixty now, he was fit. He gets up and he walks all the way down and I thought he walks past the uh, the, the stairs down and he's walking all the way down to the back and I thought said, there must be a car accident, he wants to look out the window or something. Mm-hmm. Well, he walks up to some bloke who had a, head, a pair of headphones on and started giving out to him. What's going on here? So apparently your man's music was playing too loud. And this was annoying a man. I didn't even notice it. No, no one noticed it. The whole top deck of the bus turned on this lad. You think you are, blah, blah, blah. Leave the chop alone. Uh, you know, and I threw my two cents in. And I was like, you're on public transport, mate. You can't be having it. You know what I mean? Can't have it, you can't have the space all to yourself, yeah. Exactly. Like, where do you mm. think you are? Like, and, yeah. and that's, the reason I'm sharing that is because of the attitude of people. Um, you have to, like, people want safe spaces. They want health and safety. is gone out of control. There's an element of danger to life. You wouldn't, th- you wouldn't, think, that over the la- you wouldn't think that over the last 18 months, would you? Well, I, I've been living normally for the last eight months. So that, you know, I, don't, you know, I can't say the same for a lot of other people, but if you go out and someone having a bit of a smoke beside you, you're not going to die from it, okay? So people out there, they have these reactions like the world is going to end. You're not going to die. It's just a bit of smoke. It's part of the danger of life. It's part of the excitement, the flavour of life. It's not going to Well, I can tell you now, you know, research has shown that that smoker that's beside you in the restaurant certainly doing less damage than the car that just passed you while you were having your meal or the bus that just passed you while you were having a meal. Yeah. So it's a psychological it, thing. It, though, it is, it is, no, it is psychological. You can physically see the smoke and it's psychological. Yes, yeah, but, but some people do yeah. detest smokers and, and that's okay too. 
Yeah, but th- those people are probably a, a big ball of detestment themselves going around. You know what I mean? I like, you know, I I feel the same way about drinkers, but you know, heavy drinkers. But in saying that, I you know, That's I don't say I wouldn't say it to them. That's their business. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just this 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 country has become a bland. I don't know what's happening to the world. If you were in France or as you said Spain or something. You wouldn't be having this. I, I don't. You, no, we wouldn't be having annoyed. this conversation. The world. I don't know what. Like, I don't know. I mean, people need to get over themselves. I don't smoke. It doesn't bother me. I mean, maybe I'm different. I don't know. But I mean, I wouldn't want someone blowing smoke in my face constantly. Like, but I mean, if it, it's just the overreaction, the health and safety and psycho stuff that's coming out of people now. Taking the the, the charge out of life is like an electrical charge in life. And we're ta- we've taken it out bit by bit by bit with this health and safety nonsense, and it just bugs me. Like this, there's, there's no, there's no dark corner to have a, a drink and a smoke and a chat with someone, and, and, and you know everything's health and safety and bright lights. And I do. I, I mean, know. I do understand health and safety and the responsibility towards others, but you're right. I do think we've taken it a step too far. Yeah, I, ho- I hope the world collapses, and I hope. It falls apart and we start fresh. Or we're, we're ironically do like I hope like the way Rome fell. And then I mean, I always here's another one I always disagreed with: wearing a helmet on a motorbike. Now, don't get me wrong; I believe everybody should wear a helmet on a motorbike, and I always would if I was on because well, I used to drive motorbikes years ago. I used to, used to race them. But the idea that you would legislate for someone to wear a helmet on a motorbike. Now. Yeah. I know we, we legislate for seatbelts in a car. That's because we can be thrown around the car and do a lot more damage to other people while we're in the car as well. Yeah. But legislating to wear a helmet, and in a lot of countries there is no legislation to wear a helmet. In a lot of states in America you don't have to wear a helmet. Um, yeah. and, you and, see guys with big long hair flowing in the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the reason is is because you're not harming anybody but yourself. Yeah. So it's only yourself you're harming. Now... That that's as may be, but it is only yourself you're harming. I mean, if you come off a motorbike, you're the one who's going to get killed. And it would be great to try to prevent life and to recommend to people to wear a helmet. And I think most right-minded people would wear a helmet. But to have legislation for it, I think, is odd. Yeah. I understand seatbelts in a car and all that. That's a different situation altogether. Or if you have a pillion passenger. By the way, I think pillion passengers should be illegal. I've never, that's the, with the little buggy thing on the, or no, someone on the no, bike. No, pillion passengers, so somebody, on, somebody sitting behind you on the bike. Oh, a passenger on a motorbike. Bikes are not meant for two people, motorbikes. They're just not meant for two people. Mm. Okay, you can argue. I'm not disagreeing, I've just, I have an opinion I, on I, I used. I used to hate ever having anybody, I actually dreaded the thoughts of even anybody on the back of my bike because I was always conscious of the fact that I would be responsible for them if anything happened and in any accident I've ever heard of on a motorbike with a pillion passenger as they call them pillion passenger the pillion passenger always ends up worse off always because the, the guy whoever's driving the bike is holding on to the handlebars yeah. so the passenger yeah, usually ends up worse you're in a bad way on a bike if you get hit either way I don't oh, know yeah. you're doomed you're doomed um, okay but well stay there for a second Michael not in favour of it Oisin you're an Ireland's classic hit sorry I kind of digressed there slightly into motorbikes uh, but uh, Oisin do you believe that um, we should be banning smoking outdoors in restaurant or eating areas where there's food served ah uh, right banning smoking outdoors realistically you may as well ban it outdoors altogether now I do understand the whole thing of I mean, years ago right go back 20 
20, 25 years ago. You'd have people in restaurants and pubs, they'd be eating food, having a pint, and they'd be smoking away. Yeah. Right. Oh, thank God all that's changed. My well, first gig on radio, I'd be smoking now as I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. In fairness, thank God all that's changed because, you know, I, I'm a smoker. I shouldn't be. My health isn't great. I'm a, you know, bit of a dumbass in that respect. I just need to get a bit more cop on. Yeah. Um, no, the no, no, genuinely, you know, I mean, these things aren't doing me any favours. Um, but I mean, right, every smoker's going to say this. You know, you go outside any day of the week, you're breathing in petrol fumes, diesel fumes, you're breathing the dust and the dirt in the air and everything else. I mean, if people suddenly decided, right, let's ban smoking in all these areas, there's worse things out there to be breathing. Now, long term, they may not have the same effect. But, um, oh, God, like... Who's going to police that, in fairness? Well, well, you know, see, you're saying who's going to police it, but I remember having the same conversation back in 2002 when the smoking ban came in. Smoking and, ban, and, yeah. and I yeah, said, okay. who's going to police yeah. it? And it just happened. Nobody no. had to police it, by the way. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, look. I mean, if they brought it in tomorrow, people would just naturally not do it, probably. They probably wouldn't know, in fairness. I mean, look. Most it's, people. It's, it, yeah, no, if, you, if there's someone where they're serving food and they're eating food, I mean, look, me being a smoker, what I, what I always do is I'll just walk away and have a smoke somewhere else. Do you know, by the way, the smoking legislation from 2002 that banned people from smoking in the workplace? Ireland went a step further than many other countries. And they, many other countries said a public place. We said the workplace would actually made it f- further afield. But anyway, it was one of the most successful pieces of legislation probably in this country ever. Oh, in fairness. Because I think in the last 18 years or whatever it is since we've had the legislation, 19 years since we've had the legislation, I don't think there's any been ever been fined for it, for breaking the law. No, to be honest with you, you know, they banned it in company vehicles, taxis, cars, you name it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is stuck. It is actually stuck. And no, but I don't think anybody, I remember when I worked in the nightclubs at the time thinking, ah, people are not going to do this. They're going to be shy. And I kept saying to the manager, what are you going to do if you catch somebody smoking? Ah, oh, we'll chuck them out, we'll chuck them out. Yeah, and I, yes, and yes. I don't think we ever did. By accident, people would do it every now and again, just out of habit. And they go, oh, sorry, and they put it out. So I don't think anyone intentionally ever went and broke the law. It was a no, weird situation. No, it is. And I think, to be honest with you, I mean, look, if people are eating food somewhere, um, the last thing you want, look, look, I'm a smoker. The last thing you want, and you want, you're sitting there and having a meal, the last thing you want is someone puffing smoke in your face. It's a fair point, Michael, isn't it? You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, as I said, I mean, I agree with you, but as I said, it's, it's in, this is people who are, in my mind, people have been, you know, psychologically programmed to, to think that way. People are afraid of life. They're afraid of everything. I mean, they're just terrified. They see a bit of smoke. They think they're like cancer. They think it, it goes into their subconscious minds. They're not just, get, it's not just a bit of smoke that's coming at them. It's, smoke at them and in their mind they have this animal reaction and they just think it's completely disgusting and it's in, in, like, in, in fairness sorry for cutting across you you do have a point because I've been at one or two bus stops and I purposely if I haven't a smoke I'll walk away right and I won't be like at the bus stop where there's four or five people and I said well, you know I say to myself right genuinely out, out of just sort of decency I'll stand five or you know four or five feet away and have a smoke mm-hmm. Right, because you never know who's there, especially around kids and everything else. Yeah, and I've had it once or twice where people have come to come out to me and actually, I, you know, have literally said to me, "Would you put that out?" Yeah, and I'm sort of, yeah, yeah, I'm sort of. Hang on, I'm outside. You're breathing in worse things than this, and I'm about five feet away from you. Would you go out of that? Seriously, go away. Yeah, 
And it may, I may not come across as the most decent, you know, decent person there, but that's the truth. I mean, could you put that out? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand uh, people getting to doing things like that. I mean, that's, no, genuine, yeah, you're yeah. outdoors. I mean, people like get triggered very quickly nowadays. Yeah, oh no, genuine. You know, you got diesel fumes, you got building, you, you got yeah. building dust and dirt. You've got petrol fumes. You have, I mean, a lot worse. A lot worse out there. But look, fifteen hundred people die every single year, I believe, is the statistics from environmental yeah. pollution. That's correct. No, that is 100% correct. Yeah. Believe it or not, because I looked it up myself. 1,500 people a year. Yep. Yeah, and we don't take all the cars off the road. Funny no, we that. don't. Funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, in fairness, look, to the uh, around food, what well, I banned around food, look, if it's an indoor area, yeah, I would, to be honest with you, yeah. You'd have to go back to kind of a, like an out, I wouldn't say an outdoor, you'd have to go to a separate area. Well, it's away from people who are sitting there with the kids or with the families and they won't have a smoke or you just go outside. Like, we, you know, basically like we all do nowadays anyway. Yeah. You know that kind of way. Um, I mean, years ago, you know, people smoking on buses. I mean, Jesus, I do. Can you ever see a time, by the way, either one of you where smoking will be banned completely? I would give it 20, 30 years and I'd nearly reckon the price of cigarettes are going to go up so high you won't have a choice. I don't know if you would ever. There'll always be people who can afford them. Uh, Michael, do you, do you ever think smoking will be banned completely? I think I think the people have migrated to the what do you call them things, the electronic. Oh, the vape. Uh, yeah, they they were popular for a few years. They're not as popular now as they were two years ago. They they, they seem to go to a there was a kind of fad there for about three or four years and they, sure I had one myself yeah. I did it for three years no cigarettes and then I went back on them again but I mean there was a kind of fad there for a few years where they became really really popular and every second person had one and then all of a sudden they kind of stopped again yeah no that's right because mm-hmm. a lot a lot of those stores actually closed down or the shops yeah I think, yeah, I think so it just that was it they were gone yeah they're expensive as well but I think uh, the more sterile and we become as people and less wild I think it'll just die out I don't, I don't even think it'll be a case I think we, uh, yeah you're right I think we will just stop doing it yeah yeah, I mean, yeah but these corporations time. Yeah. these yeah. tobacco corporations they drive they want you to smoke I've like seen a fella smoking a pipe about two weeks ago I haven't seen somebody smoking oh, a pipe in years my dad used to smoke a pipe yeah and he went, he went around constantly he always sees pipe smokers right the, the thumb is always brown from the nicotine that's because yeah, they go yeah. around constantly holding the pipe, pressing it with their thumb. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in fairness now, the smell of a pipe, I've never smoked, right? I've never smoked, but the smell of a pipe is gorgeous. I used to love, my dad used to smoke a pipe and he'd have the tin of tobacco and it was in these hard flakes. They were like yeah, yeah. sheets, like little that's, sheets that you'd break off. Right. And I used to love, when I was a kid, I used to love smelling it. And the, was, you your know, dad, was your dad a storyteller? Was he a storyteller? Yeah, because I always, six I always think pipes. No, think no pipes but he knew, he knew about his football. He, he would tell oh. you stories about football <laughs> if he wanted. <laughs> my, father, my father would have been rolling in his grave there going back a few years ago with all the FAI fiasco because my father was secretary of the FAI for years. Did he know Delaney? Or oh, what? he would have known them all. <laughs> he would have known them all. <laughs> um, but Delaney probably would have come after my dad's era. But my oh, father, right. he was an international referee. Um, he was an international linesman. He refereed in the Spanish league. He's, um, he was a secretary of the FAI. He was something else at the Leinster Junior Leagues. That's why I hated football so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked after all the fixtures. I remember our house on a Sunday. 
every single referee in the country would ring our house. That's why the FAI paid for the phone. They used to ring our house every Sunday. <laughs> Apart from your neighbours ringing you up asking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there. And, and uh, my sister and myself used to take all the calls from the referees and write down the results of all the matches and put them onto a sheet and all just whatever. And then, God. And we'd have to ring up the newspaper then and give the newspapers all the results. And uh, It was a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. Jeez, my dad would tell you about it. My mother was the same. My mother, my mother at the age of 74, just before she died, knew no, more about football than the average bloke in a pub. It was unbelievable. <laughs> she knew the names of every player. I, when I went visiting my mother, I had to look to see if there was a match on the television. So I'd look at the fixtures because I knew nothing about football. And if there was a big match on, like a United Liverpool, United Chelsea, Chelsea, whatever, I don't know, anything, it didn't matter. Once there was a ball involved, um, I just know there's no point in visiting my mother because she's going to be watching the telly. So she had all the channels. She had the Chelsea channel. She had the Liverpool channel. She had the Man United channel. She had Sky Sports. She had them all. She was glued to them permanently. Unbelievable. Was she football as well? Was she passionate about it? Oh, obsessed, obsessed with football. Oh, yeah. So they went to the loads of the World Cups and they went to Florida to the World Cup. My father went everywhere with the Irish team. Yeah, he was, a, he was a selector for the Irish international team. He was also a scout for Man United as well. Didn't know that much about him. No, no, yeah, yeah. Well, she knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember parties when I was a kid in my house. Sorry, I'm rambling on here. Parties in my house. In my house was people like Nobby Styles, Johnny Giles, Johnny uh, Giles. Yeah, Paddy no, Mulligan, no, Paddy Mulligan. All, yeah. all these people used to be in my gaff all the time at parties, at Christmas parties and stuff like that, because my father knew them all. Brian Brian Kerr was right up the front of the church the day my father died. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Because my father was Secretary of St. Pat's as well for a long, long time. Yeah, it was Pat's. I thought Cherry Orton and Pat's. Your dad. Yeah, Pat's. I didn't yeah. know your dad was a big deal. I didn't know that was a big deal. Oh, he was. He was the first Irish referee to referee in um, outside of the country. Like He refereed, I know, some matches in the English League and also in the Spanish League. Can you speak Spanish? Yeah. He refereed a match between. He, no, he can't speak Spanish. He refereed a match between <laughs> Valencia and Barcelona. Sorry, how you, I'm sorry, Noel. I'm not laughing actually. <laughs> I don't know how you how can, how can you referee a match between Valencia and Barcelona when you don't speak Spanish? But he did. <laughs> a couple of fingers might do it. Red. All they have to do is no red and yellow card, I suppose. Listen, lads. Thanks very much indeed. Appreciate it. No worries. There you go, Michael Oshin. Uh, Oshin wouldn't ban it, and uh, neither would Michael. Nobody really in favour of the idea of banning it outdoors, although it's probably not the nicest thing in the world to be subjected to somebody's smoke while you're sitting and having your dinner. But in saying that, we live in a free world. And I suppose the point they make is right. If you're outside in the middle of town at a cafe and you're having something to eat and you're whining about your little whiner and you're whining about the person smoking, you know, three tables up from you. Oh, the smoke. Oh, God, my, oh, my poor children. Oh, the bus passing by is probably worse pollution than the, the actual smoker up the way. And I think that figure, I, O'Sheen looked it up as well, but I remember I think it was in the paper there a while ago. And I thought it was a strange figure to see that 1,500 people every year die from environmental pollution. In other words, they end up getting cancer uh, from environmental pollution. That's just the pollution around us, be it from buildings and from cars and everything else. Mind you, it's, it's funny that we don't take them all off the streets because that seems to be the answer to everything these days, isn't it? When a lot of people die of something that we should suddenly stop all doing it. Realistically, many people die from smoking every year. Probably thousands, thousands and thousands. We still haven't banned them yet. When you put the last 18 months into perspective like that, it's, it's kind of odd, isn't it? 
You know, we haven't banned cigarettes, yet we know how many people die from them every year. Thousands. How many people die from alcohol? More than smoking, actually. Uh, more people die directly and indirectly from alcohol, the consumption of alcohol. Because of alcohol, of course, you know, leads to crime. Um, it leads to domestic violence. leads to many other things as well, the abuse of alcohol. And yet we've never banned that either. What's happened to us in this world over the last 18 months? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.